Good morning, Overflow. I am so excited to be with you on today as we delve deeper into the Word of God to discover the blessings that He has in store for us. We are in the midst of the Christmas season. And as many of you already know, Christmas is going to look a little bit different than this year than other years. And as we prepare to spend time with our loved ones or as we prepare to spend time alone, let us remember the true meaning of this season. Despite this pandemic, despite our fears and our worries, we should count on one thing, and that is Christ and his love for us. I am reminded of what John says, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. I'm also reminded of the reality and also of the fact that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Overflow, let's be reminded that Christ will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. He will be with us even when it seems like we're by ourselves. He is there with us. And it is that assurance that is greater than our fear. It is that assurance that is greater than our doubt. And so I just want to spend a few minutes encouraging you from the word of God on not only the real reason for this season, but the purpose of Christ in his incarnation and what it means to both you and I and how Christ in his incarnation transcends any worry and any doubt. Turn with me, if you can, to the Gospel of John, chapter 10, starting at verse number one. John chapter 10, starting at verse number one. And it says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger that will not follow, or they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. 
I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What a powerful, powerful assurance that Jesus gives to us. As he talks about the sheep and his role as the shepherd, what he reassures us is this, that his incarnation, that him coming down to earth had nothing to do with his own ideas. He didn't come down just to follow his own path, his own selfish ambitions, his own dreams. He didn't come down to be a megastar or a superstar to rule and to dictate. Jesus came down for this one reason. He came down to give us life more abundantly. See, if Jesus wanted to be a megastar, a superstar, he, he would have came, uh, came down and was born uh, to a Roman senator or a Roman emperor instead of a poor girl out of a poor village and a carpenter. If Jesus really wanted to, to come down uh, with his own selfish ambitions, to follow his own pathway, when, when Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, he would have craved. He would have caved in. No. Jesus came down for this purpose. For you and for I so that we can have this abundant life. Now, some translations even use that Jesus came down so that we can have a rich life. And I know some of you are thinking, well, if Jesus came down for the purpose of us to have a rich life or to have this abundant life, well, 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 where's my Mercedes, Jesus? Well, where, where's my million dollar in, in, in my bank account, Jesus? Where's my Armani suit, Jesus? That's not what he was talking about when he said a rich life or abundant life. What, what Jesus was really referring to is deeper and greater than any type of earthly possession or material things. It was deeper and greater than what I can wear and what I put on or what I have. What Jesus was saying in essence, when he talks about this abundant life, when he talks about this rich life, in essence, what Jesus is, is conveying is simply this. That those who follow me, those who seek after me, those who believe, those who believe in me will have eternal life. They will have a happiness, a joy, a peace that transcend their current situation, that transcend this pandemic, 
that transcend our current politics, that transcend chaos and confusion that are pervasive in this world. This happiness, this joy, this peace that we will have, no one can take it away from us because only he gave it to us. And even in the midst of the storm, even in the eye of this hurricane, we can still have joy. And so in this particular season, in this Christmas season, this idea should give us hope. Christmas season has come to symbolize many different things. Hope is not one of them. In the hustle and bustle of life, we can get caught up in Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday specials. We can get caught up in buying toys and putting up Christmas trees. There are so many different things that can mire our focus, our attention. But Jesus said, this season, this season that we're celebrating, this season that we are entering, our focus should be on him and the joy, the abundant life, and the happiness he brings to us. Unfortunately, many of us, we get caught up in the tricks of the secular world. We fall prey to the commercialization and the sensationalization of the world in which we become so influenced by, I got to do this and I got to buy and I got to spend we fall prey to our anxieties, our fears, and depression. A season that should be all about hope and happiness and joy and peace can be so cumbersome if it takes our attention away to buying, buying, buying. And the reality is, is that the world focuses on that. We can turn on TV and we can look at commercial after commercial or we can look at social media. Or we can look online and we see commercials that try to get our attention. And it, it tries to steer, steer us to this, this focus, this mentality that is driven by, by, by consumerism, that is driven about buying, buying, buying. But here's the reality. Jesus already paid it all. He already bought it. So what do we need to focus on buying, buying, buying for? Because he already bought it. He bought all of us. And on that receipt that he that he paid on Calvary, it, it says that now they have the abundant life. Now they have eternal life. Now they have happiness and joy and peace. We should... Be similar in our perspective 
to the blind man who in chapter nine of, of the gospel of John, Jesus heals him of his blindness. The Pharisees, of course, as they would always do, would say, wait a minute. Is this the same man who was blind? And so they called him in and they asked him a number of questions. And the guy said, look, I, I don't know about the accusations you guys have about Jesus. I don't know about all the things you guys are calling him. But but here's what I know. I know this one thing that I was blind. But now. I see. And then Jesus would go to him and tell him, do you believe that I am the son of God? And he said, yes, I believe. And then he went away worshiping because what Jesus gave to him was more than possession. It was more than even his eyesight. What Jesus gave to him was eternal life. What Jesus gave to him was happiness, joy, and peace. What Jesus gave to him transcended all of his earthly circumstances. We should share the perspective of the Samaritan woman who in John chapter four encounters the master. As Jesus was sitting there, Jesus asked her for a drink of water. She said, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be Co-mingling with you, 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 you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan. We're not supposed to be even talking to each other. You don't even think highly of us. Jesus said to her, if you knew who it was who was asking you for a drink of water, your disposition would change because I could give you living water. The woman said, well, what is this living water? I want to taste of it. And after this dialogue, this encounter between the Samaritan woman and Jesus, that the woman ended up accepting Jesus, recognizing him for who he was, that he was the Messiah. And she went away happy and joyful, telling everybody in her hometown about this encounter with Jesus. See, this season should all be about our encounter with Jesus. Because if we encounter him in a new way, in a fresh way, in a way that surpasses any other way that we've encountered him in the past, even during this pandemic, even if we have to spend Christmas alone by ourselves, even if it's just only a few of us, a few loved ones who have gathered together, even despite the circumstance and the situation, that he will give us joy and happiness that this pandemic can't take from us. So I ask you this question. Are you living the abundant life in Christ? I'm not asking if you got a million dollars in your bank account. I'm not asking if you're driving a Mercedes. I'm not asking, you know, if you live off the lake in a multi-million dollar house. I'm asking, do you have a happiness and joy and peace that transcends your current situation? 
the joy that you have, the world didn't give it to you. And so therefore the world can't take it away. Do you have that joy? Do you have that peace? If not, I invite you to search your heart and to place Jesus in the center of it. Jesus says something so powerful that resonates with us today. He said, cast all of your cares, your concerns, your worries, your doubts, your fears on me. Number one, because he cares for us. And number two, because his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He can give you unspeakable joy in the midst of calamity. Leave you with these pardon words. This season is not about buying, buying, buying. The focus of this season should be centered on one thing, and that is Christ and his love for us, and the love that should emanate from us. Because it's in this environment that Jesus is calling us to show the world a happiness, a joy, and a peace that would encourage others to seek him. Father, we come to you now, even in this circumstance that we're in. Some of us are worried about what the season will symbolize to us and what it would mean to us individually and for our families. We've been away from loved ones. We've been away from family. We've been away from people that we were accustomed to gathering near and around. And so this has created worry and doubt and fear. This has created an uncertainty in us about our future. I pray, Lord, that you would give us a calmness, joy, and peace that even in the season, even if we have to be alone, that we will trust in you, that we will walk in happiness, that we will walk in joy. Lord God, we surrender our fears to you. We cast them onto you. And now God, give us peace, joy, and love that may emanate to others. In Jesus' name, amen.